Welcome back to Mortgageonomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you're from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. Um, been a while, and... Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Just uh, living uh, the summer here. It's it's been fantastic. So, uh, been a little uh, sporadic with the episodes, but it is what it is. Today's headliner topic. Uh, I'm going to talk about the top mortgage qualification tips of 2022 so far. But before we begin, here's what's on my mind this week. Okay, as far as narratives go, from economists and politicians i think we've reached that fork in the road um i don't know what do you think is driving today's discussion like what is the next fear factor are we are we still all in all in angst with the uh, bank of canada in its uh, next interest rate announcement I'm, I'm sure many are for sure people are is inflation still the prevailing issue that needs to be corrected at absolutely all costs. For sure it is. Or is talk of a recession, which many think, by the way, is already upon us. It is, is that the, the prevailing um, driver of, of today's negativity? So the first two have definitely unfolded and have been playing out like a broken record. So according to theory, we should, at the very least, be approaching some entry-level form of a recession. If, if we haven't already arrived there, and personally, I, I think it's just a matter of time, uh, you know, but more importantly, to what degree of recession will we experience and how long will it remain for? So um, wait and see, I guess. But... Here's uh, here's my unexpert, unexpert opinion. Um, I think that the Canadian economy is confused and uh, pulling in in a couple of different directions. First of all, regardless of whether you support or totally despise Alberta oil, you need to simply know that it is supporting you. It is clearly our main export and it's exclusively being sold to our friendly neighbors down south who, by the way, happen to have the strongest currency on the planet. Um, So I guess this kind of makes up for the crazy discount we offer to them. Like we sell it to them for way cheaper than the world market value of oil. So there's that. Like it or not, oil and and gas is uh, big money. So that leads me to Calgary and Edmonton. If uh, you're a real estate value investor, Calgary especially is a logical great pick. It's been beaten up and bruised over the past decade, but like usual, it maintains some form of resilience, um, of course, largely because of the oil industry. uh, But I'm also hearing that they are experiencing a growing tech sector. And although last year more people left Alberta than entered it via interprovincial migration, and actually Alberta led the country for outflow of people last year. Um, but this year it's a different story. Alberta is back. A 
according to early stats, um, Alberta is leading the, the leading destination amongst all provinces when it comes to interprovincial migration. So Calgary is again becoming a story. And like I've mentioned before, it's such a refreshing place to purchase a home when you compare it to uh, Canada's two juggernauts, Vancouver and Toronto. You're wondering why I know so much about Calgary because I was born and raised there. Um, I lived there for most of my life and um, it's a place where you can always sell high and buy low. Um, unlike the ridiculous state of Vancouver and Toronto, especially Vancouver. Like Vancouver real estate, seriously, it, it will always be trending up in my opinion. Of course, it's going to have its peaks and valleys. Uh, but at the end of the day, there is absolutely nowhere to build. You know, there's ocean to the west, mountains to the north, the U.S. to the south and uh, agricultural reserve everywhere in between. Absolutely no space to build new uh, communities. I, I was just in Calgary and read that they annexed, the city of Calgary annexed some surrounding areas on the outskirts and have uh, just like that added six brand new communities. Like that's for sure, like a few thousand new homes added to the inventory count. Like, boom, just like that. Six communities. Uh, yeah, Vancouver, you can't do that. Like I mentioned, the sell high, buy low formula in Calgary is alive and well. Like, you can be in a community with homes in the $2 million range, then hop in your vehicle and drive less than 10 minutes in any direction, north, south, west, east, and be looking at properties in the four hundred to six hundred thousand dollar range, from two point two two million or high ones to four to six hundred thousand dollars. That's what I mean by sell high, buy low. And then, oh my God, like condos in the same ten minute car ride, you'll uh, be passing by condos under two hundred thousand dollars. And you know these are not like undesirable neighborhoods. These these are cool neighborhoods. Calgary is a super cool city and its real estate market is inviting to absolutely everyone, uh, which is one of the big reasons why it's such a, a draw from people from all over Canada, from around the world. If you want to purchase a home, Calgary will let you do that. Then there's BC. BC is, um, is also doing very well. Last year, they experienced the most inter-provincial migration of all provinces in Canada. So when uh, Alberta was number one loser of people, BC was number one winner of uh, inter-provincial migrants. People continue to spill into Vancouver. It's insane. Uh, in general, there is a solid migration from east to west, and uh, I don't see that changing. I know there's a lot of negative and damaging economic things at play right now. I don't really care to uh, theorize about them. You know, I'm just, I'm simply a headline reader and, and I, I, I read the newspaper just like many of you do. Um, I, I don't, I really do not have time to read all the economic reports and all that stuff. There's like three or four that I follow and it's basically the economic indicators from all the, the big banks that we deal with. But just based on the main fundamentals that, that I have read and heard about, uh, I'm generally optimistic about things. You can't deny that the future is bright, especially Western Canada. Um, lots of people moving to Alberta and British Columbia from other provinces and from around the world. So a growing population along with the existing aging 
population keeps things pretty solid on the employment front. And uh, as far as the economic front goes, we've got natural resources, uh, northern BC and Alberta, the third busiest port in North America, the film industry in both provinces, um, a growing tech sector, incredible scenery and outdoor experiences that make our tourism world class. We're pretty solid out here. Good place to be. Um, okay, what's the latest with interest rates? Sick and tired of hearing about interest rates but we must talk about them i'm happy to tell you that it's been pretty stable for the past few weeks but heads up there are three scheduled announcements remaining in 2022 so that's uh upcoming here september 7th october 26th and december the 7th so three more rate announcements to round out 2022 and i'm starting to hear that there will absolutely be another hike in september you can count on that um, anywhere from 25 basis points to 50 basis points and just whispers of perhaps 75 basis points um, then some or many believe that hikes uh, may subside after that we'll see until some type of economic or market metric starts bleeding the rates apparently will keep on rising that's what they're saying basically until there's an uprising or blood in the streets. Apparently, uh, expect the hikes to continue. So probably no longer the 1% type of hikes, but more of the 25 basis point variety, 0.25%, and uh, spread out over longer periods of time. Um, the rising interest rates have definitely impacted the Canadian real estate market. Um, for sure they did. And, uh, but remember, we had an insane market last year. So when you compare it to last year's numbers, of course, our markets will be down. Um, but the fact remains, the demand for property is still there. It's just very patient type of demand and a diligent type of demand. Uh, I really think the worst is behind us as far as interest rates go. And on that topic, I'm, I'm liking the fixed payment variable rate mortgage strategy or product more and more these days. Uh, for those of you that haven't heard, there are variable rate mortgages that maintain the same payment even when interest rates rise or when prime rate increases. Okay, so it's a variable rate mortgage with a static payment up to a point where your fixed payment can no longer service the interest charges of your mortgage at which time the lender reaches out and forces a higher payment on you. Okay, so yeah, there is a cautionary element to it. In the past year, this product has been stressed and challenged to its limit. And many have perhaps been forced to increase their payment due to the uh, dramatic rise in prime rate over the past six to nine months. But by entering into one of these fixed payment variable rate mortgages now, you are doing so at what many are starting to believe is near the peak level of uh, the interest rate rises. It, it might be something to consider. It might, might be a good fit for you. And it's also okay to think and wonder that the possibility does exist. That prime rate will also change course or possibly it can change course and come back down. In fact, I can guarantee that it will for sure come down. But just don't ask me when. I have no idea. 
So when it comes time to selecting your mortgage term or product, put some good thought into it. Give me a call and we can chat some more about that. 604-800-9593. And uh, lastly, I'll, I'll leave you with a, uh, I have a podcast recommendation for any of you out there who are looking for some more meaning or analysis as to what the hell is going on with the markets and the economy. Um, check out, it's called The Looney Hour. Excellent podcast, Canadian podcast hosted by uh, uh, a guy from Vancouver, a realtor from Vancouver. His name is Steve Saretsky. Uh, very, very, he has a very keen interest in the markets, the real estate markets, of course, and uh, a pretty sound knowledge on uh, financial and economic stuff, right? And the really cool thing, what I really like about it is how the podcast is set up. It's him, Steve Saretsky. And uh, two other guys, one of which is, you know, like a, an older dude, a baby boomer, we call those guys. And uh, to me, this is the kicker part of the entire show. You know, you, you got like a young guy and a baby boomer, and it gives balance to the overall opinion and commentary um, of the show. And then, and then they have uh, an in-between guy as well who's uh, super smart and, and knows a lot of crazy stuff too. So a really good take on all things related to the market from three different aged minds with varying experience and knowledge in real estate and the financial markets. And uh, they deliver it in a very layman terms kind of way, easy to understand. So check it out um, to improve your knowledge about uh, what the hell is going on. Um, Check it out, it's called the Looney Hour. Okay, let's move on, move along and talk about today's headliner topic. Top mortgage qualification tips of 2022 so far. All right, I'm gonna zip through these uh, top qualification tips so far. So just you know, things you gotta know, things you gotta be aware of if you're currently uh, qualifying, attempting to qualify for a mortgage, or if you're looking to get into the market. Uh, first off, the minimum down payment to secure a mortgage is as follows. It many people still don't know this. So five percent down payment is the minimum, but only up to $500,000. Then 10% on the balance thereafter up to $999,999. So $1 less a million. So 5% up to 500, then 10% on the balance up to $1 less than a million. Once you hit a million, it's 20% down payment uh, up to about 2.25 million. Then it's 40 to 50% on the balance thereafter. And then uh, after that, there are other scaled limits and thresholds, and they vary with uh, with all the banks out there. So just get in touch with me, and I'll fill you in on all that crazy stuff. Uh, another qualification tip here. Minimum credit score requirements are about 610 to 620. Okay, those That level of score will... will uh, will make it challenging for you to qualify for a mortgage. So any anything lower than a 610 often results in a, you're in the subprime lending arena. And this is where the rates are higher and potential uh, for fees. So you can have zero fees or as high as 2%. Uh, another tip here, arguably more important than your credit score is the current rating and history of your individual credit facilities. Okay, so be aware of and or avoid the following actions. Pay your bills on time. Lenders won't fuss about the odd late payment, like, you know, a few days. But 
if you are two full payments behind, this is like two months, be prepared to provide a detailed explanation and, and support documents if possible. So yeah, this, is, uh, this could make your qualification experience uh, miserable, okay? So pay your bills on time. Um, on that same point, avoid disputes and standoffs with creditors. Uh, this, I can't stress this enough. If anything, pay your disputed payment and then argue for the refund after. The resulting damage to your credit score could far outweigh the potential victory. Oftentimes, the outcome of a standoff with a creditor results in a downgraded credit standing, a derogatory rating, and a prolonged suspension of mortgage qualification for AAA lenders. And these are the lenders with the best rates and terms. So in some cases, the damage is equivalent to that of bankruptcy. So remember, pay the dispute, argue later. Don't hold them hostage with your payment. Uh, again, on the credit um, topic here, avoid exceeding 60% of your approved credit limit on your credit cards and lines of credit. Okay, If you do, do not allow it to sit for too long, like more than two months. If you do, your credit score will start sliding. Next qualification tip. Understand that some mortgage terms and rates will yield higher mortgage qualification amounts than others. For example, variable rate applicants qualify for more than five-year fixed applicants. And this is why qualification um, is very confusing and it's, uh, it, it, it's like labor for mortgage brokers right now because there's two objectives. You want the best rate, of course, but you want to qualify for the most money. And sometimes you have to choose a variable rate mortgage or a lower term product so you can qualify for more money. It, it's quite confusing, but it all, all boils down to uh, the qualification rate. So currently the spread between fixed and variable rate mortgages can be as high as 1.5 to 2%, thereby enabling variable rate applicants to qualify for larger mortgages due to the lower qualifying rate. This may seem advantageous and reasonable for some, but not for all. Be sure to discuss all possible outcomes with me or your mortgage broker before proceeding with your term selection. 604-800-9593, that's my number. Um, another qualification tip here so far for 2022. Qualify for a mortgage before becoming self-employed because as soon as you become self-employed, you are no longer eligible to qualify for a mortgage for at least two years. The minimum established tenure for self-employed applicants is two years. However, okay, there's always a way but it costs you more money. The following circumstances may qualify as exceptions. And it doesn't necessarily cost you more money. It, you, could, you could actually um, get approved with AAA lender, even if it's less than two years. And here's how. If you are transitioning from payroll employment to self-employment, but maintaining the same profession, there's a shot. There's a chance. Okay, So that would, that would be, uh, for example, uh, transitioning from payroll engineer Okay, you work for a, a big firm to an independent contractor engineer. Okay, um, here's another another way. Uh, if you are able to provide a minimum down payment of twenty percent in three consecutive months of business income via bank statements, there's a there's a chance there that um, you can qualify. And lastly, both of the aforementioned circumstances may be subject to slightly higher interest rates and fees ranging from one to two percent okay so there's there's ways around it they're not slam dunk ways and they'll be subject to a lot of conditions but uh moral of the story qualify for a mortgage before becoming self-employed 
Um, another qualification tip here, if you are planning on using borrowed money for your down payment, be sure to disclose it to your mortgage broker and ensure that they are aware of it, okay? So it, it happens from time to time. People will use a line of credit, proceeds from their line of credit for a down payment, okay? Oftentimes it might happen at the deposit stage of your offer, very early on where the broker doesn't ask for the source you know where that deposit came from because they're so preoccupied with other you know so verifying your income and all that other stuff that that it is often neglected and left until the very end okay so disclose it up front um otherwise uh, you don't want it to unravel at that critical stage um, at closing date Using borrowed money is allowed, but it falls under a different qualification guideline and often requires a redo of your entire mortgage application, thereby resulting in costly delays and even outright deal collapses. So be careful. If you're using borrowed money, line of credit money, credit card money, or any type of loan as your down payment, tell your broker, don't, don't think that you're getting away with one, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul kind of theory here. Disclose that information. Um, another qualification tip here, almost done. Um, be clear on the intent of your purchase. Disclose whether you intend on living in the property regularly or if it will be used for investment purposes. And by investment purposes, I mean rental property, long, long stay rental, not Airbnb. Airbnb are nightmares to qualify for. Lenders don't like to hear about Airbnb. Um, if your intent is misinterpreted or falsely stated in the application, your entire application submission will likely be declined for uh, misrepresentation and will have to be re-adjudicated with the appropriate qualification criteria as per your newly discovered intent. Okay, so be clear on the intent of your purchase. Um, yeah, you got to say it how it is. Uh, another qualification tip here, be prompt with your document and information submissions. When qualifying for a mortgage within the financing conditions time frame, time is of the essence. Lenders rarely operate in real time, so make sure you are prompt with your documentation from the onset of the submission. Uh, prepare to gather all of your required qualification documents, recent pay stub, employment letter, down payment verification, all that stuff before you even submit an offer on a property okay so you, you have to have that all like ready to go with your broker before you put the offer down okay furthermore when your mortgage broker requests any additional documents reply as soon as possible to ensure the documents are reviewed and approved in a timely manner okay so be prompt with your document and information submissions and i'll, I'll leave uh, i'll leave you with this last point always complete a formal mortgage pre-qualification okay if your credit report hasn't been pulled and verification documents haven't been requested from you this means you are not pre-qualified or pre-approved okay so um, i can't stress that enough if you're not exchanging documents and personal information you do not have a pre-approval and in this day and age right now with all the changes happening on the fly and the, the, the volatility and the dynamic swings of the market super super critical all right so uh, you can call me anytime for a formal mortgage qualification
also known as a pre-approval. All right, that's all I got for you today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta as I'm licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you're from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. Call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can get me on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or just go ahead and link up to my website, homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into Mortgage Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon. <music>